Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Entertainment of Excellence, the podcast where we talk about films, TV, all of it. Hi, I'm Ollie. I'm Tom. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about the 2020 film We Can Be Heroes. This will contain spoilers. Hi, I'm Ollie. So, how do I break down the plot of this masterpiece of screenwriting? Yum, yum, yum. Um, yum, yum, yum. So, aliens attack Earth. Yes. I wonder if we could try and <laughs> make this a more structured episode where we go through bits that we encountered as we go through the plot. Ooh. I mean, it is a film. Like in Hill House. We can do it. Come on, guys, we can do it. Well, you're not giving so, us a synopsis at the start. Okay, the ba- I'll do the ba- basic setup. Aliens attack Earth, steal the group of superheroes that are supposed to steal them. Why did I say steal? Kidnap and <laughs> steal them. Nick them. <laughs> Kidnap the group of ser- superheroes that are supposed to defend the Earth, and then it's basically left to their kids to save the planet and also their parents, maybe. That's the brief overview. Um, So I think the most shocking thing about the intro is that it has Pedro Pascal in it. Do you agree? (laughs) Why? Why? Why did he do this film? I do. I want to know. Maybe he was just. Oh, he has been in a lot of stuff, but we can be heroes. The Shackboy and Lava Girl. Maybe he just needed that paycheck. Maybe he did, but he did also did it with. Lloyd Holbrook, who was in Narcos with him. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Maybe they were fans of the original. That's just what I want to know. No, okay, to be fair, Robert Rodriguez um, has done some stuff. Like He did Spy Kids and stuff as well. So maybe they were weird fans of that. Maybe they were just told they were going to do a Robert Rodriguez film and uh, when they heard that, they were thinking something like, from Dusk Till Dawn <laughs> or Sin City. Uh-huh. And they're like, nah, it's the uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel. <laughs> awesome. I, d- I don't know how they um, how they listed it, but. Speaking of which, we, yeah. uh, well, it's got to be brief, but uh, should we talk about the, the appearance of Shark Girl and Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Sorry, because uh, Shark Boy has a whopping zero lines in this. I know yeah. it's quite impressive. It I is. mean, like he, it's almost like he's supposed to be a mute. Like I just because I've not seen Shark Boy and Live Girl, I just have to assume that he's Wait, not supposed to speak. Ollie, have you seen? The I know that's not true though. I've seen clips of him like dancing and going into a shark frenzy. Definitely. Yeah, he he doesn't speak much at the start of like Shark Boy and Live Girl, but he does speak in it. Definitely has dialogue. It's like. Yeah. Maybe it's because. I wonder if this had anything to do with the fact that they couldn't get the original actor of Shark Boy uh, to play him in this film. <laughs> so maybe they were just like, well, if well someone no. else speaks, it'll give away it's someone else. 
That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Imagine being like, that <laughs> everybody hates you because you're not the original shop boy, so you don't have any dialogue. Also, <laughs> why like, why married? didn't Taylor Lawler do married? this? Like, and they have a kid. I'm. I mean, I, don't I, question it, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I'm much of an expert on the law of this universe, but. Yeah. <laughs> why didn't Taylor Lawler do this? Like, is he? He he did grown ups too. He's not like above. <laughs> He's not above this film. Did I don't understand? Oh well, that's ruined chance. I think could have easily, uh, you know, Oscar nominee. <laughs> 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 um, Can we but... start by uh, talking about the characters in this and specifically the superpowers because. They were just so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I think they're supposed to be fairly ridiculous. Yeah. But can you just explain slow-mo? I don't understand him. Okay, so is he so think... fast he's slow, or is he slow... It's like, is his power that life goes by fast for him? Stand. Oh, so, yeah, slow... I think a lot of the characters don't make sense mechanically, like... Obviously, slow mo because I swear a few of them have. I can't remember if, like, I don't know if he experiences time the same way, um, which would be kind of horrifying if you could imagine not being able to move like at normal speed, or maybe he experiences time uh, differently. Does that mean he ages at the same rate? Does is his does his life feel shorter? I just get like existential dread thinking about Summer's <laughs> character. <laughs> and then there's also rewind and fast forward that like can time travel. Yeah, how how does that work? Like, does it? I I don't understand. Like why didn't they just reverse time when the aliens came down? Well, there's so many points in this film where. They could literally have changed the whole story, but is on I know, and they selectively is on like is on go back pop. in time. <laughs> There's the thing where they sometimes when they reverse people, they don't know that they've gone back in time, but sometimes they do, like when yeah. they get the key back from the guard. Well, uh, I mean, to be fair, that was, was so confusing when he says like, well, I can't remember. Is it Noodle that's touring around Melissa or whatever, and then, and then he says. They're twins, and she's like, "What are you on about?" And they're like, "Oh, fast forward, transported you in time again." And then they go back in time, but she remembers. But I don't know shush, that don't that bit it. made my head spin. Don't question it. <laughs> and then there's obviously the scene where they say, "No, they're too powerful together, so let's move them about a meter apart." <laughs> <laughs> That's so COVID. funny. Like genuinely. Uh... Well, I, like, I thought that they were just enforcing social distancing or something. <laughs> <laughs> that bit was ridiculous. There's so many ridiculous moments in this. I think Robert Rodriguez, obviously, you know, going from, like, s slick horror, very violent action films to kids' films, I don't understand, like, what <laughs> what he wants. <laughs> it's really confusing. Funny. Because I think he had fun with this, but maybe sometimes he just has too much fun. Yeah, but I, I it kind of reflects in the film. Like I think it was enjoyable, um, in a weird way, and I think it was definitely. I can see why 
it's quite a good kids film. Like it's quite light-hearted and yeah. Uh, I I never really felt like it was dragging too much or it was boring. I was always seemed to be engaged with it in a weird way. <laughs> I felt it dragged in the middle. Yeah. I, at first, I was like, damn! That first half an hour blasted by, and then I was like, oh, it's only been another fifteen minutes. <laughs> I thought the first bit was. I couldn't tell if it was too fast or whether like. Because that's sort of the style of the movie, it worked. But either way... Like, well, because you watched it on 1.5 times speed? Uh, I guess <laughs> Bit of a call out there. What if the in-universe explanation for slow-mo is he just watches things at 1.5 times speed? <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, does he watch it at 0.5 times speed? Oh, no. Ooh. Yeah, oh, no. anyway, but, like... The first bit, the pacing was like really fast. Oh, I can't tell if that worked or it didn't. But either way, the contrast to this, like the middle bit, it kind of dragged. Uh, yeah, just felt a bit jarring. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this has gone by <laughs> so fast," but I'm already bored. Yeah, there were some like... good bits at the start. I just want to mention, like, when they're introducing the characters. Some bits were dodgy, like when the guy that can change his face was like, I can make my face look just like you to the uh, mixed race character. And it's like, <laughs> that's a bit of a yikes moment. Uh, then, but, like... but I did I did like when Guppy, when Wildcard set something on fire and then Guppy comes in with the fire engine made of water. I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, that's a cool little joke. Um, <laughs> that is a joke also. <laughs> How does acapella's powers work? Because they say at one point that um, things can only hover and like she's only got telekinesis if she sings a really low note. But then near the end, she just randomly starts singing when there's like the tense scene, and she she's not making a low note at all, and she's just flying in the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it's just like noise equals telekinesis. It doesn't even make sense because still like. A low noise, it makes things vibrate, it doesn't make them just hover in the air. I don't <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't I don't think you're supposed to think about it too much. That she was one of the characters I had issues with, but not as much as the time travel stuff. Yeah. Um But I, the beginning really like shows off the... like Oh god. Oh, I was just gonna say I felt that all the children work quite well just because the majority of the uh, story was based around them but anytime that it cut to their parents just I completely lost engagement partly by the fact there was just too many of them um, and like half of them just didn't say anything and then <laughs> you have like the really the really fast guy slow-mo's dad who well <laughs> he was just such a ridiculous character blinding fast <laughs> yeah he really wasn't like I don't understand was it the acting or something or the writing of that character that was kind of he he felt like a caricature I don't know <laughs> yeah of something it was quite strange um and I could never tell like whose kids were who like no. I assumed that Wheel was Techno's son because he was doing all the technology stuff, but it was actually Miracle Man's son. Yeah. Which I was confused Miracle about. Guy's and Miracle Guy. Oh. And Miracle Guy's 
character arc is that he stops being ableist. I don't know. <laughs> is that the character arc? He's like, whoa, you did a cool stuff, but you're in a wheelchair? What? Whoa. Crazy. Incredible. I think it, it is pretty good, though, to have, like, um, a disabled superhero on. I'm sure that's nice for uh, disabled kids. Yeah. Yeah. But Miracle Guy, I don't know. He really annoyed me. I was like, this is just kids Homelander. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Could you imagine if he just lasered everyone down? <laughs> just killed everyone? The bit of the start where he's got like a selfie is the most homelander oh, thing ever. Oh, that was such an awful just joke quick, though. Take like, a quick selfie was that, and then there were a couple first. of There were a couple of like Trump jokes. Like, but I don't get one of the Trump jokes because Miracle Guy says one of them. He's like, Mr. President, I didn't vote for you. And the president is obviously supposed to be bad because... At the start, like how's he president? Someone says, "Why is this guy president? Together. He can't put two sentences together." Yeah, but then Miracle Guy says he didn't vote for him. But Miracle Guy is kind of annoying, so that's kind of weird. And then obviously at the end, it changes. Should we not? Oh, no spoilers yet. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but then at the end, everything gets flipped on its head. I'm like, I don't understand <laughs> what the analogy is supposed to be there. Um. But anyway, it moves on. They 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 have to escape the like Avengers Tower <laughs> that they're trapped in, and the evil Miss Mrs. Granada, who the actress is just having a brilliant time playing her. She obviously just liked being like over the top and stuff. And to be fair, she was quite fun to watch. Um, but they escape by like getting in a tram, which is then caused to fly by a cappella. And then it falls like ten thousand feet or something, and then just bounces off the ground, and they're all fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how that works, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I mean, I would say I didn't care, but I did care. <laughs> it's just like you're sorry. not meant to question the logic of this film, but yeah, the only thing we're doing. Um and. There, there's a few great bits at the start though like <laughs> slow-mo crying when his dad gets kidnapped but it looks ridiculous there is actually a good joke of the face guy that says like the last look of my dad's face will haunt me forever but it's it's a funny face it was funny i know i'm saying it sarcastically but i was uh -huh. like ha ha <laughs> exhale um and <laughs> then there was the bit where Guppy, Sharkboy Lava Girl's daughter, beats up that security guy, and then he <laughs> he goes like, oh no! She's got shark strength! <laughs> that line delivery was... I'm sure there is a clip. I'm sure there's loads of clips somewhere of she's got shark strength. Just look it up and loop it for uh, ages. I don't know. It's just amazing. You don't need to loop it. You can just rewind time and then keep on doing that, like, uh, <laughs> rewind. That's true. I think there's actually yeah. a 10-hour version of it, so there you go. Um. Yeah. Have we talked about the, um, the tear scene yet, where they all have to cry and then... Not, uh... So that happens when they go to the spaceship and then they inevitably get captured by the aliens. So they kind of stay there moping around a bit. Uh, 
and then they're like, oh, Guppy has water powers. So what we're going to do is we're going to make people cry, but we're not going to tell them why. Apart from, like, two people, but they still cry anyway. And then use the tears. Like, just just use your spit or something. <laughs> yeah. Why do you have to make people cry? Although, to be fair, the image of seeing Guppy going around, like, gleefully taking everyone's tears was a... Uh, it's quite a mood. <laughs> but we missed we went straight past the uh the training montage, Ollie. Oh, oh the yeah. training montage. That so was they, they find out they've got to save their parents and that they've got like two hours until um the aliens do the takeover. So they're like, I know, training montage that takes an unspecified amount of time and you never hear about the countdown again until they've got like two minutes left. So I'm really confused on how they managed to train and get, like, really good. Well, I guess is they must have trained for about an hour and a half, <laughs> and then the last... <laughs> no, because the, the rest of the film was like... longer than half an hour after that. Yeah, I don't know. I think. It's, it's kind of crazy, I, mean, I don't assume, know. Right, that they um, trained for an hour and 58 minutes and then the like fast forward and rewinds just like messed the rest of it up how the hell do you that that is also possible or maybe like um they just try like tried to do something and then rewinds just like rewinds it and keeps going until they actually get it <laughs> it's... well this this scene that like foreshadows the, the end where they all have to, you know, work as a team. Oh, yeah. Who would have guessed? Teamwork good. becomes the leader. It's so... It also is one of the many instances of um, the, using the song Heroes by David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's a really weird version where they change like how the chords sound and also the melody and it's like, what is this? It's so jarring and I, I hated it. I I just hated it. Because I really like that song. <laughs> and I know it's one of the most like overplayed Bowie songs, but I still like it. And that was just like awful. And then you've got like a cappella singing it, and it's just no. <laughs> was, no. Meant, was this meant to set up like some sort of character arc where there was a payoff at the end where um, Missy is scared to go along a. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And I just love that bit where they go to like the garden and then they reveal the secret training course and it looks like really crap. <laughs> it's like everything flips over and then it's just like some of those like yoga balls. <laughs> it's like really not high tech at all. No, they had like those robot things. They were pretty high tech. Oh, they were high tech. But when it was first revealed, you get yeah. like some uh, like punching bags. And then some fitness balls. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I agree. The robots were high tech. She reminded me a bit of that uh, character in The Incredibles that like makes the suits and stuff. The the grandma. Oh yeah. Um, uh, who? What? You mean Edna Mode? Yeah. Oh okay. Uh, I I'm gonna say Edna Mode is more iconic. <laughs> <laughs> but... Hot take. <laughs> that scene where, where I know this is a bit later but when she goes into the room where all the 
That is so weird. <laughs> How did she get there? How did she doing? get a spaceship to get there? Maybe she then was... hide in like a a towel. Maybe she was secretly crouched over, and her power is teleportation. Yeah, and did she know about the ending? Can we just okay? I'm I'm gonna we we need to go to the ending. The ending is the alien threat wasn't no the alien no the aliens were real, but all they wanted to do was trade up the younger generation. So that they can take over their parents who have gotten bad. Which like renders but the, the whole, aliens all of like the scenes with the parents in... like getting getting like worried about the kids like completely useless. Yeah, because they just like get released and then they, they're like really smiley and stuff and they like they knew all along. It's like, well what why were you why were you worried? Like I get that maybe the first bit <laughs> what? they were like And the aliens and stuff, have been but... there for like years to do this? They got into the government and set up, like, Miss Granada set up the heroics. <laughs> what? And, and it's like, we need kids, but, like, all the. They only managed to crack all the alien stuff because it was designed by children. So it would have been better designed by adults, right? No, the children. I know they made it intuitive, but. But at the end, like, the decoding the the master thing you'd want to make that difficult but no because it's made by a um a child it, it doesn't make oh. <laughs> the reveal that uh, it's bad and wrong that ojo has the 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 one with the really useful power of being able to draw which it for some reason it takes them forever to work out that she can draw the future like how did that take so long yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> she, well, accidentally draws the fact that she's an alien, but then you reve- so it re- sort of reveals like they're setting that up. <laughs> yeah, and it's like they knew for ages. Why didn't they just tell them and say like, "We should probably get rid of this alien spy"? <laughs> 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 like they knew about uh, like half an hour into the film, maybe a bit more than that. But, like yeah. they. That point where it's like, oh, what the f- do do? Then he goes, holy. He's like, holy. Language, language, Boris. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good joke that no listeners will get, Ben. <laughs> Until we reach 100 subscribers on YouTube. So go and like and subscribe right now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. Why did they just kill her? I don't know. Not well. They're kids. They wouldn't kill her. But knocked her out. Like accidentally leave her behind. Just why did? Why wouldn't you just tell everyone she's an alien spy? Oh, who's an alien spy? Like <laughs> that <bit> was <laughs> so annoying. Oh. Oh, <sighs> sorry. Just annoyed me. And the ending. Okay, the ending. They drop the MacGuffin to a platform or something. And then Noodle's like, oh no, it is literally one meter out of my reach, even though I'm sure he managed to stretch that far to grab the building and steer the tram when they were uh, in that bit. But whatever. So then they're like, oh, slow-mo doesn't get affected by gravity because he falls slowly, which freaked me out. I was like, what? What? <laughs> I was thinking How does his powers up. work? And then they just get, get him down and he, and he gets the thing. And then they're like, 
<laughs> what do we do now? Like we just we just <laughs> took someone down there, and then Wildcard, because he manages to finally grapple his powers, just flies down and gets it anyway. What? I, like blindly fast is still uh, like, yay, my son did. Oh, teleports down. And then Blinding Fast is still like, yay, my son did something. It's like, he literally did nothing. He just made it harder for <laughs> Wildcard to get back up. Why did they go down? And also, but they said, like, when he held it up, and they're like, how are we going to get it? It was like, well, it is now high enough off the ground for Noodle to reach. So I assume that then he would actually be useful, but instead they bring in Wildcard. There, I've rewritten the final scene to be better for you. You're welcome. I mean, to be fair, they didn't know that Wildcard had conquered his abilities no, when they went down the tree, I don't No, think. no, he, he fought off the aliens before in yeah, the but, control room. Yeah, but they didn't know that, did they? Well, he he could have been the one to, like, put it in the thing or something. <laughs> well, I don't know. At, at least um, the, the weird face guy actually was able to use his ability for once and it actually worked out. Oh, I, yeah, no, that I, was uh, good. Yeah. That he disguised himself yeah. as that Wildcard. That was... I did it. I was shocked. Yeah. I was like, wow. Well done. <laughs> like, that that bit of the initial plan was good, but the plan of not telling everyone about the alien spy was stupid. <laughs> Can't get behind that one. Yeah, because they, like, they made that plan without... How did they make that <laughs> plan with, like, not letting her know? But why didn't they just say she's a spy? I don't know. <laughs> it makes no sense. When I, when I found out that they knew the whole time, because I knew what the ending was, because I'd seen a couple of reviews of this already. Um, but we did get to see Ben get to the ending uh, live and get extremely annoyed about it. It was brilliant. Uh, <laughs> so I knew that, but I didn't realise that they knew that she was an alien spy all along. I knew that she'd literally drawn herself as an alien. Like... <laughs> Well, that was so stupid. Yeah. He draws himself as an alien, gives the iPad to them. Does he expect them not to know? And how come, um, you know, when, like, Guppy is, uh, she's running out of water in that final fight and she's making, like, ninja stars out of, a, out of the remaining water she's got, then late in, like, a little bit after that, Wheels reveals that, Wheels reveals that they they just use the molten metal. Why didn't he just say that before? There was literally behind her like loads of liquid that she could have just used that whole time. Yeah, I don't think he noticed, but I don't think it was established. And like, why is it all liquid? I don't know. Because of shark powers, sharks are in the ocean. It's just all liquid because you could make anything a liquid. Oh, I did, I did quite like that joke when the parents were squabbling and uh, Shark Boy got a bit fired up and Lava Girl's like, no, calm down, Shark Boy, he's just baiting you. Ha because he's a fish. <laughs> and then Shark Boy said absolutely nothing. Yes. <laughs> did he even do his little dance? It's so sad. Press like for I will Shark say Boy to dance. The set design still has that, like, Spy Kids and Shark Boy and Lava Girl look. Like, the weird, really garish colours and all the curvy... Like, it looks like it's designed by the same people that made those red and yellow toy cars that you had when you were three. <laughs> you know the vibe? Yeah. I can't remember what they were called. 
it's that kind of feeling. Like yeah. it, it looks like a kid's toy set, but all of Robert Rodriguez's films look like that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just, just please, <laughs> just do better sets. <laughs> At least there was a slight improvement with the special effects. The problem. Is I mean, it was still dodgy, were... like some of the flying. Yeah, but I think I thought they were too good because. Part yeah. of the like, charm of the original was like the special effects were so bad. It'd be like if you did uh, a sequel to Birdemic but got like actually talented people to do it just on a low budget. Yeah, because yeah. I can't really tell if it was taking itself too seriously or not because it, like, at times it definitely seemed like it did, but at the same time it did sort of embrace um, a lot of the you know, a lot of like the the memes and stuff, and like the the reason why the other films have sort of caught on. I kind of feel that it wasn't so much marketed towards kids as it was like people who were kids when they saw the original movie. No, uh, it, was, yeah. it was marketed towards kids. <laughs> uh, I. I'm sorry, Ben. You're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I... either way we're definitely not a target audience <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well okay maybe it was marketed towards kids but like I, I feel that some of the tonal stuff is like still trying to appeal to people who are some who are slightly older just laugh at it I don't know mm. so on the special effects of the <laughs> The bit where Guffy goes into a shark frenzy with that terrible shaky cam and she's just kind of like <laughs> pottering around and going, <laughs> That I don't think it was supposed to be, but that was hilarious. <laughs> Highlight of the movie, if you ask me. <laughs> and, and I see a lot of reviews like giving it quite high and they're like, it's a kid's movie and my kids liked it, but like you can have just you can have good kids movies. Yeah. Do people know this? Like, this has so many things wrong with it and weird logic and just bad writing, like this slow-mo dropping down thing. Like, well, but you can have good kids' movies. <laughs> yeah. There's a critic <laughs> review here that gave it an 80, saying that it's a, a family-friendly film that feels like his most personal project yet. This is Robert Rodriguez. And... Yeah. um says it's a cheerful and colourful take on the superhero genre with a powerful message about empowering younger generations to take the reins and do better than their parents. Like, did people actually like that? <laughs> that theme? Was that... Uh, I mean, the wood just below it gave it a 75 and said it will keep the adults entertained as well. I okay. entertained, but... <laughs> yeah, but not in the right way. No. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was all right, but some of it was freaky. Like, when, do you remember when Noodle was like, oh, I'll go check it out, and then his neck just, he, like, bends forward a tiny bit and his neck just stretches out. That, that was freaky. <laughs> I feel like I would have cried if I was a three-year-old at that bit. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> and I just think, like, a lot of the costume design <laughs> a lot of the costume designs as well as the set designs again just are a bit weird like you've got really bright and tacky suits like, like miracle guy and stuff but then you've just got the classic like 
black suit but with um, body armor on, for like Pedro Pascal and one of the other guys. <laughs> it felt like they couldn't decide on a on the tone. I just really yeah. hated looking at that purple spaceship. I think that's what <laughs> I'm annoyed about is watching that. I feel like they could have sort of done quite an interesting exploration of um, Wildcard once he discovered that he literally has every power imaginable. But um, he's literally a god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he when he overcame that, I was like. I am terrified of this boy. <laughs> Wait, this thirteen-year-old child could destroy the world. <laughs> who oh, were his parents? Yeah, didn't they say his mum was normal and then his dad died or something? Oh, I maybe. I don't know if that was him or not. One of uh, my standout moments for me was um, Guppy's amazing dialogue. Am I just small or is this room really big? <laughs> such a great line that was. that was an amazing line I'm glad you wrote it down Ollie I just remembered it actually but... oh did you remember about the president being called Neil Anami which is I'm an alien backwards oh that was such oh, a shocking revelation <laughs> I loved that I like the way that it zoomed in on the screen and it was it like revealed it painstakingly slowly like <laughs> <laughs> wow I it am doesn't... an alien. <laughs> Whoa. That was why. That was such a ridiculous thing. <sighs> I don't know why. Robert Rodriguez. I don't understand why he does this. He directed an episode of The Mandalorian as well. Maybe that's how you met Pedro Pascal. <laughs> so there you go. Oh. One of the characters, Ogima, spelt backwards as Amigo. Whoa. There you go, we should have. Should have been spelling all the characters' names backwards. What guppy Whoa. backwards is. Guppy you, backwards. You pug. <laughs> Ipug. And, yeah. I, like, the fact that at the start of the film, when the al- aliens were literally invading the planet and like the superheroes had fallen but society just seemed to be going on as normal like yeah, it seemed like nobody cared apart from like the news reader <laughs> and like the kids yeah and then pedro pascal was presented as like being weird for caring for the fact that aliens were invading the <laughs> planet <laughs> like oh who cares about that yeah who does care I'm trying to find. It says about that Ogima thing, but I can't actually find an Ogima in the <laughs> cast list, which is a bit weird. Crazy. Oh, and <laughs> what a movie! Have we? Do you think we can round up now? How long have we been talking about this? Thirty-five minutes. Oh, I thought it was longer. How about the music? Why don't we talk about that? Yeah, that was done by the... Oh, maybe written by, like, his... Robert Rodriguez's 20-year-old son. Yeah. I thought it was very in-your-face, and (laughs) I don't think it ever stopped. And it was just kind of, like, stock film music, I don't know. Yeah. There was one point where I was like, please stop. Like, (laughs) it would have been better with no music. Like the bit when they went into the room and 
all the superhero kids were like doing work and being quiet. That would have been better with like no music, but they had music. I can't remember what it was. I just remember that it was there. I'd have preferred so it's if music a cappella oh, you'd follow them around the whole time singing. That'd have been <laughs> <laughs> Oh does are you counting that as the soundtrack? Because I didn't like a cappella and Lady Vox or whatever, <laughs> like constantly breaking into song. I, you know that point I where, hated it. Where her mum was in the room with the superheroes, and then they, I don't know what they tried to do. They like trying to get up in their face and just like, like what was that? <laughs> and also when when Acapella screamed and made all the bad guys like cover their ears, why didn't the kids? Have to cover. I don't whatever. Know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Who cares? Oh, that's not the point. The point is, kids, good, teamwork, good, and teamwork, good. Thumbs up. The, the underdog can be the leader. Kids so should create dog. spaceships. Yes. No, her superpower is that she's a team leader, Ollie. Oh yeah, that's why. Did you she... not read the subtext? Come that, on. That's why when the ball gets stuck up in the tree, she can't get it. Such a shame. <laughs> and then it fell, fell down by itself. I don't know what the point of that was. <laughs> I was what? like, oh, maybe she does have some secret power. Nope. It's <laughs> team teamwork is her superpower. Whoa, do I have superpowers? Oh no. Are you a good team leader, Ollie? Uh. A good team player. No, Ooh. you need to believe in yourself. No. You have that yeah, power you need to... <laughs> inside you. <laughs> yeah, like Wildcard said. You need to believe in yourself. You need to... Believe in I yourself. Think that, I think that was it, actually. <laughs> believe in yourself. You need to... Believe if if in you yourself. find out anyone's an alien spy, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it to yourself. You what? ain't no snitch. Why? <laughs> like, when they're fighting... Ojo, why don't they just try and knock the iPad out of her hand? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, they could. Yeah. And, She's and also powerless without her. Why would why would Missy have been the one to like bait the monsters? Like why would they be so worried about killing her when she can literally do nothing? <laughs> no, what are you about? <laughs> That's not nothing. She <laughs> like they could have just Maybe gone for the one flying around on a massive metal shark? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> why did they? That made. That confused me so much. And why didn't they just, like, chomp off Noodle's arm? And then she would have just fallen. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> so annoyed. <laughs> God, Noodle's oh. such a creepy character. <laughs> Okay, but can we now talk about the iPad thing? Because could she tell the future, or did her drawing something on the iPad make it happen? Because when she drew the monsters on, they came out of the iPad. Shush. So could she just control the future? Shush. Well, or was it because point, she knew the it, plan? Doesn't it show her drawing some alien at one point when they're trapped in the room, but then she sort of hides it away? Yeah, she's then... drawing Miss Granada or whatever. As an alien. I thought she was drawing something else then, but... Oh. I'm not sure, maybe. And then and then they're like, nah, we, we knew you were an alien because... Uh, because of something that they did. I can't remember. 
Well, as the only one that's seen Sharp Boy and Lava Girl, Ben, how does it compare? I mean, I enjoyed Sharp Boy and Lava Girl so much more than this because, like, I mean, you can obviously have the same criticisms of Sharp Boy and Lava Girl, like the plot holes, the terrible special effects, the like... they look even worse from what I've seen. Yeah, but then that's a lot like, worse actually. It's like the same thing with like Birdemic. I'd say like it was still like okay. actually enjoyable. Um, like for example, when like uh, a few of us were watching it, uh, there was just this, this the villain's called Mister Electricidad, <laughs> and uh, he's just like this like huge face in this like CGI um robot costume, so like robot suit thing, and when he just first came on screen, we were just like laughing for ten minutes straight. <laughs> it was. Um, well, you got to remember that maybe if we watched this together, it would have also been increased the enjoyability. I mean, yeah, but then just thinking about the movie itself, I, I felt like this just didn't have the same sort of... Uh, I don't want to say the word, like, spirits or vibe or whatever. It, <laughs> it just didn't, like, feel as true to the original. Like, it, was not, it wasn't a terrible movie. Um, but I'd say the original was I at least personally enjoyed a lot better. <laughs> I'm just looking at some pictures from the original, and it actually looks disgusting. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why it's so cool. The special effects. Wow. Like, I mean, bear in mind this is a looks a like a fever dream sequel. Like, from what I can it's remember, in the same universe, but. What I can remember well, because being... Shark Boy and Lava Girl were like figments of some kid's imagination, weren't they? Or were they? Oh, oh I see. <laughs> Thank you for summarising the entire plot. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um. I don't know. You should definitely go watch Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I'll say that's my recommendation because I don't have any others. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, should you watch this? That's the question. It is indeed. Let's find out with our ratings. This is the answer Are we to doing the... Like, the most important <gasps> question in life, the universe, and everything. What is the question? Um. Uh. How many Shark Boy Lava Girl films should there be? Uh, uh, at most. Wait. Forty-two. Oh, at most. I thought at it'd be at least. 40... Yeah, at most 42. Oh, okay. You don't want them to overdo it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. I feel like someone else should go first with ratings because I don't know where to start. <laughs> That's fair. Um, do you want me to go first? Go on then, I'm just looking up the Hall of Fame, which you can find on our website, entertainmentofexcellence.weebly.com. Yeah. Uh, it has all the past episodes. You can see what... Real quick. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see what films are, like, top-rated ever, and it's split into genres. You can read about us. It's all very... So, personally, I think we should be looking at Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. This be our first um, nine. Stay tuned in to find out. <laughs> first nine. <laughs> Who's actually going to stop us if we give this a nine? 
<laughs> That's true, Ollie. We have infinite power. We're a wild card. <laughs> we are. Um, I, I've got see, to think. <laughs> when we did Birdemic, we gave that a five because that was like the quality was a one, but the enjoyment was a ten. I, w- I definitely wouldn't say the enjoyment was anywhere near as much as Birdemic. Um, but I don't think it's like a in the twos or sort of that range. It's not like right at the bottom. I'd probably have to give it... Is it better or worse than Robot Monster? Oh, I think, well, it's, be- I think it's better than Mile 22. See, that, that's the problem. Mm. I think it's better than Mile 22, but I enjoyed Robot Monster more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Robot Monster was worse quality as well. Yeah, I mean, if we're taking into this, even though it has quality, terrible special effects, is better than uh, Robot Monster. <laughs> I'm I'll... gonna give it a, f- a four point six. <gasps> Worse than Mile Twenty Two. Interesting. What about you, Ben? Wait, 4.6, that's better than Mile 22. No, but with my rate. No, oh, yeah, for yeah. Ollie. What did I give yeah. for Mile 22? You gave it 4.3. Oh. 4.4. Just more. Um, well. Please go 4.5. No, because I enjoyed it better than Mile 22. Yeah. So. Uh, wait, what have we had? We've had 4.6, 4.4. So I'm going to go 4.8. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Massive difference. How dare you? <laughs> I was, you know, originally I, th- I was thinking of writing it above um, Birdemic, but then I realised I might get kicked off the podcast. <laughs> you might get kicked off the podcast anyway. Don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. we're going to be the Yeah, yeah. Fire and groove. There you go. Nice. Cool. So, cool. Uh, we have a submission spotlight. Submission spotlight? Yes! It's empty as always. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, no one listens to us. <laughs> Just someone write a story specifically for the podcast. Please. I'll, I'll, shall I write one in? We could <laughs> review a, your fan fiction you wrote uh, the other week. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. You've got to keep it PG. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you do works of media, entertainment, that sort of sh- like stuff, then go and... <laughs> Uh, sort of do <laughs> That sort of um, I can't think of a line in the film fast enough. Anyway, just send it in. We're literally whatever. Contact us, please, on our website or Twitter or Instagram, which are both at EOV Podcast, or leave a comment somewhere, or just like I don't know, post on your own website talking about entertainment of excellence. So we'd probably be sad enough to search it up. Do it, please. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Right. Now we can finally go on to the recommendations because I know Tom's dying to get a past submission spotlight section. Well, you see, 
I think I watched a film this week. Did you? But I can't what? remember what it was. It was... Weak I know it was Weekly Heroes. Yeah, shut up. I'm pretty sure I watched one at the weekend. But now I feel like I'm going insane. And I'm wrong. I might be wrong. I might not have a recommendation. Short days in the I've nearly, finished, I've nearly finished reading a book. I, could... <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm getting worked up here. Losing your I touch. feel insecure for not having a recommendation. Join the squad. Join the cool guy. <laughs> do you have one, Ollie? Why, why don't you do the book? Oh, go on then. I've not finished it, but I'm finishing it today. So unless it gets ruined in the last, like, 50 pages, I've read Birdsong, which is about, like, a soldier in World War One, and it also talks about a bit before that and someone in the late 70s trying to discover about World War One, And it's very dark and gritty, and it, it has loads of stuff about, like, how love works dealing with death, surviving in a war. Um, it's really inter- It's got really interesting characters that are quite in-depth and nuanced. And uh, yeah, it says a lot of interesting things and it's also not boring. Oh, that's useful, isn't it? So uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm pretty sure it's one of the best-selling books of time. So wow, I really read niche stuff, don't I? <laughs> mm. That's a pretty flattering review. It's not boring. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I think that's a good review. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on the cover. <laughs> um, I guess I'll recommend. Well, it's called it's called Untouchable or Intouchables. It's not the Untouchables. It's like a a French film, so that's why it's a bit of a dispute I guess, about the title um, and it's got like a massive discrepancy between the audience um, score and the critics so I'm not sure about Rotten Tomatoes but on IMDb it's an 8.5 with um, like audience reviews but it's only got a 57 meta score um, and I definitely don't think it deserves to be that high but it's a it basically tells the story of a... It's based on a true story, actually. It's about this paraplegic aristocrat who appoints this guy sort of who's been raised on the streets to um, care for him. He, he originally is only looking for jobs in order to get his unemployment benefits, but then he does actually take up this role and he sort of has like a massive... Well, both of the characters have really monumental impacts on each other's lives and it's it combines quite that emotional drama of uh, and character development of these two but it's also takes quite a comedic stance quite a lot of the time so it's quite light-hearted at the same time um and i think it's definitely enjoyable i just don't think it's as amazing as a lot of people seem to think but I think it's definitely worth a watch, especially if you you sort of want to watch a, a few more foreign films. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
as usual. Right. I don't Do you have, have a recommendation, any... Ben? Oh, I mean, technically I could, but um, I haven't finished it yet. I want to see if any of the later seasons get worse. But hang on tight and keep tuning in every week to see if I recommend it. Is it, uh, <laughs> does it begin with an X? Possibly or possibly mm -hmm. not. I guess you'll just have to tune in next Ooh. week to find out. <laughs> does it have a dash as the second character? It took me a second to work out that you meant like character in the typographic <laughs> sense. <laughs> maybe or maybe not. I guess you'll just have to wait ne till next week to find out. Or maybe the week Does it have an uh, Illuminati theme tune? I guess it might or might not. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we say what we're doing next week then? Uh, um, it might be quite polarising. You made the joke. That's why we're doing Sean the Sheep the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wally! Oh, sorry. I Everyone loves Sean the Sheep the movie. <laughs> we're doing Polar. Hence the, the, the funny joke TM. Big Mads Mickelson. Big Mads Mickelson. Me and Ollie have seen The Hunt. So, yeah. we're like, yo... He's cool. We might be let down. <laughs> yeah, because it's apparently quite bad. <laughs> but it does have a bopping yeah. soundtrack by Dead Mouse, so maybe at least we'll have that to listen to. Maybe at least, yeah. Oh, that meta score is not great. That's a yummy meta score. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm thinking is very violent. Um, action is. Okay. If you look at the parents' guide on IMDb. Like it's quite maybe a bit full bad. Stuff. <laughs> I'm thinking okay action, but it's because it's Mads Mikkelsen, and then the plot is terrible. That's my guess. <laughs> Probably the antithesis of this film. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Well, go and subscribe to us on YouTube. Like the video because that actually helps us. You can always unlike it when we're big. Uh, go and follow us on social media. Why? Because <laughs> I, I just know. imagine someone that's like liked all our past videos and we get to a thousand. I was like, no, we'll just go. No, back right, to I don't like them all. <laughs> um. Yeah, follow us on the social medias at EOV Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter, which I haven't been updating recently, but y you should go follow anyway. Um, yeah. And maybe we will update it. If you actually follow it. Oh, Sign up for the mailing list, which I also haven't done since episode like 24. <laughs> but um, go and do that now. Right now. <laughs> now. Make sure you watch Polo, which is only on Netflix. Get a Netflix. Get one Netflix right now. <laughs> Alright, see ya. Alright, All see right. ya. See ya.